Hi, I'm Katie. Hi, I'm Emily. And you're listening to Truly Random Thoughts. Today, Emily and I are going to talk about the 2019 movie, The Dead Don't Die, which if you haven't seen, you should stop, go watch it, and then come back because this movie is amazing. Definitely my favorite Halloween movie that we've covered. Possibly my favorite movie that we've covered so far. So Emily and I today are going to talk a little bit about why we think a Veronica Mars-esque bus crash happened to this small town, whether or not we'd make it in zombie apocalypse times, and why this movie made us love Tilda Swinton even more. Okay, Emily. What would you guess the Rotten Tomato score of the movie that we are about to that we watched and we're about to talk about is? Well, I thought it was amazing, but the Rotten Tomatoes people can be really harsh and they have really strange taste, so I'm going to go with 70%. 54. <gasps> I feel like they did this movie dirty. I think so too. What jerks. Oh my gosh. Um I agree. First off, there will be spoilers, <laughs> and if you haven't watched this movie, you should go watch it beforehand, because I don't want to ruin it for you, but we have to talk about this. It was amazing. I feel like my life has changed. I am glad that I watched Only Lovers Left Alive first, because it's so different from this movie that I think that I would have been disappointed had I seen it afterwards, and it was the earlier film. But um, I was not expecting this. It's so good. Okay, so I haven't seen Only Lovers Left Alive yet. Oh, okay. I wanted to watch it after I had watched this movie, but before we recorded. And I thought that I don't want to mess it up in my head. <laughs> so I just need to yeah, wait until afterwards. Fair. So that's what this weekend. It's really, really good, but it's more meditative and definitely more, um, it's art housey in a different way. It's slow and contemplative in a way that this one is not. <laughs> <laughs> so we've, we should probably say what movie we're talking about at this point. We're talking about 2019's The Dead Don't Die. It is a zombie movie with Adam Driver and Bill Murray and Tilda Swinton. There's so many really good people in this movie. It's packed. Danny Glover, Steve Buscemi, Austin Butler, Selena Gomez. It goes on and on. Uh, Tom Waits, obviously. <laughs> also, Riza has a cameo. He is the fake UPS driver. And then oh, yeah. he's become a zombie. And so he's also in Mr. Right with Anna Kendrick and Sam Rockwell. And I thought he was so funny in that. He's also one of the founding members of Wu-Tang Clan. Oh, really? He did the score for Kill Bill in like the first and second Kill Bill. I feel like this man has had... He's also... Have you seen Nobody with the guy that was in Better Call Saul? No. Emily. Two excellent movies <laughs> that he's in that I feel like you need to run out and go see. But yeah, he's so funny in those movies, and I had no idea. I was just like, oh, this is this funny actor. And I didn't realize that he had lived many lives before I had <laughs> seen him. That's amazing. He utters what I think is the most 
philosophical line. I mean, Tom Waits just goes around uttering philosophical tidbits throughout the whole film. But like his is the one that kind of shook me. And I'm not really sure how it fits with everything else. He's the one who said, the world is perfect. Appreciate the details. So all about perspective. Wild. <laughs> True. Uh, um, so this movie, my notes are pretty much just quote and then ha 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 ha. <laughs> it's just, it's so good. So basically, we're not going to get mired down in the plot of this movie because the plot is really <laughs> simple. Basically, um, they were doing polar fracking, which like messed up the moon and now there's toxic lunar vibrations and the moon has like a purple <laughs> ring around it. First, there's just, I think, like two zombies in this town. There's like less than 800 people. Um, one of them is Iggy Pop, which I think is so <laughs> funny. Um, and so the first time I saw this movie, it was on TV during stay at home COVID. And so it was just my youngest brother and I, and we had both wanted to see it. And we're like, oh, it's on. We should turn it on. I didn't realize that I had missed 30 minutes of the movie. And so I thought this movie started with Adam Driver, Bill Murray, and Chloe Sevigny just coming up to this diner and realizing that there had been two gruesome murders. But there is so much foreshadowing <laughs> before in that 30 minutes. Adam Driver says, I think twice, that this is not going to end well. <laughs> and the first time for like almost no reason at all. It's like a perfectly nice day. Oh, Bill Murray notices that it's eight o'clock and the sun is still up. And Adam Driver is like, this is not going to end well. <laughs> <laughs> Which I feel like one of the best parts of this whole movie is when Bill Murray asks him why he keeps saying that at the end. And they're in the cop car, like completely surrounded by <laughs> zombies. And Adam Driver is like, well, I read the script. <laughs> yeah. And you think it's going to be one of those things where like, it's you think it's going to be one of those things where like, they kind of work it in. And so it seems like it could be natural. And it's like, no. <laughs> then Bill Murray is like, the whole script. And then they, like, Adam Driver is like, yeah, like, I got the whole script from Jim, who is the director. <laughs> and it's just... It's just so funny because, like, I I feel like sometimes when they do that in movies, it feels kind of stupid. But this, it just, I feel like Bill Murray and Adam Driver can probably sell me anything in a movie. So it really worked for me. And they just start trash talking Jim because <laughs> Bill Murray is like, after all I did for that guy, he didn't give me the whole script. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's, it really is. So The Dead Don't Die is a song. And I thought it was just an old country song that they like dug up and they're like, oh, this works really well. No, the guy that sings it and wrote it for this movie is like 44. Oh, <laughs> so they and wrote the song for this movie. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That is awesome. It makes so much more sense because I think it's the only song in the entire movie and it comes up constantly. It starts playing um, at the beginning of the movie and then... We meet Bill Murray and Adam Driver in the police car, and Adam Driver turns on the radio and it starts playing. And Bill Murray is like, "Like, why doesn't or why does this song sound familiar?" And Adam Driver's like, "Well, it's the theme song." <laughs> and it's it's just so funny. 
That was another one. I was going to reference that earlier and I was like, I feel like I will be like a big detour <laughs> for me to like, you're like, okay, okay, okay. Like I know I was in this thought, but like also at the very beginning of the it's movie. It's awesome. I love how, so we're dropped off in this like nameless, well, it's not nameless, but like nondescript Midwestern town. Centerville? Yeah. I was like, it it does have a name. Its name is Centerville, but it's nondescript. It could be any Midwestern town. We have no idea where exactly it is. But everything is very, like, home-timey. Like, can confirm it's very Midwestern. (laughs) Um, But the world is literally falling apart. So, like Katie said, they're, they're polar fracking, whatever the heck that means. And it has caused the Earth to, like, get off of its tilt. And that means that days are weird, like time is off and seasons are off. And like everybody is very chill about it. I just feel like if that happened for real, people would lose their minds. Don't you think? I'm just thinking like this was this came out in 2019. So like not that long before there was actually (laughs) a pandemic. And like. I don't know. There's like no rushing for supplies. I guess they do kind of like stock up, but very chill. Everyone is like, oh, yeah, it's it's broad daylight at 8 p.m. It's fine. I also feel like they accept zombies very easily. Yeah. Like, we only have one <laughs> character that's like, I can't take it and just like runs off to be with her grandma, who is a zombie. I I feel like just knowing the Midwest in the way in which we do. <laughs> I feel like there would be more bunkers because like you've you've got like we have tornadoes. So you've got basements and things like that. And I feel like there would be more like, oh, we're we're going to yeah bunker down with my shotgun and all of my canned vegetables (laughs) and just call it for a while. That's right. But it also feels right for them to be like, oh, yeah, we're fine. (laughs) Everything's fine. We'll just chop some heads off with some zombies. Yeah. No big deal. It's just target practice. You don't have to help. You you can if you want to. Whatever pleases you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So uh, Farmer Frank, who's played by Steve Buscemi, is just like super racist. (laughs) He's got his hat that's like a MAGA hat. This is Make America White Again. Because he's like talking to Danny Glover. Like, it's just like, it's, he's, he's not, I mean, it's Steve Buscemi. So, like, he plays it so well. So well. Not great. But everyone hates him and are like willing to let him die. Bill Murray, like, really hates him. Um, they're like trying, he and Adam Driver are like driving around. And trying to like let everyone know, like, hey, it's zombies. <laughs> and and Adam Driver was like, aren't we letting everyone know? And Bill Murray's like, yeah. And he's like, well, well, we just passed Farmer Frank's house. And he's like, fuck Farmer Frank. <laughs> <laughs> like, he says it multiple times. He just hates him, which I feel like is fair. Um, but so when the zombies are attacking Farmer Frank, he's saying like, refugees, get off my lawn. It's like, that's not what they are. Like, obviously, like, when when you shoot them with a shotgun, dust comes out. Like, that is not, like, a normal, but it's just, it's so good. And I feel like this whole podcast is just us going to be going with, like, okay, there's this one time. It's 
was so good. Let me tell you about so it. So good. So good. Um, so my favorite zombie in the whole piece is Mallory, the yes. <laughs> the middle-aged woman who is um well at the beginning of the film she's lying, she's dead already, and she's lying waiting to be buried uh in the county jail, and they're waiting for the new funeral home director, aka Tilda Swinton, to come pick her up. And <laughs> Bill Murray's like, even now she reeks of Chardonnay. And it turns out that when a zombie comes back from the dead, that it like pursues the thing it loved most in life and like repeats that. And just I have never felt more kinship <laughs> with a zombie than when she just looks around and goes, Chardonnay. <laughs> Chardonnay. <laughs> And it felt spiritual. <laughs> okay, so I have that quote written down. And he says, damn it, Mallory, even dead you reek of Chardonnay. Cheap Chardonnay. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, that's very on brand. And when he lays down next to her because he takes the night watch that night, he says it might bring back some old memories. <laughs> and I love how he's thinking that, like, Adam Driver and, like, Chloe will, like, stay with him. But they're like, okay, bye, see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> just like done with their shift or they're going home um i also love like right that uh, that part chloe 70 plays a character named mindy and then adam driver's character's name is ronnie bill murray's character is named cliff and so ronnie is asking mindy like do you need a ride home and she's like no I, like i drove to work she's like can your smart car even like hold two people <laughs> and then he's like like says something about like her prius and then you're like well this this feels okay like whatever this is conversation um and then it like it comes full circle when they're pulling up to the crime scene um bill murray is already there because like he got the call and he's in the squad car and then it's where adam driver (laughs) comes up and it's so then okay so then bill murray goes inside and he sees the waitress at the diner and the woman who's cleaning it are both dead with like their guts basically eat now and the coffee pot was uh destroyed because the two zombies <laughs> that came back they <laughs> wanted coffee and that was also my spiritual, spiritual experience yeah <laughs> <laughs> i was like yes that would be me as a zombie um so danny glover is the first one that's there and then bill murray gets there and he walks in and he danny glover asks bill murray was it an animal was it several animals and it's then where Adam Driver drives up, walks in, looks at the bodies, and then asks, was it an animal? Was it several animals? And then <laughs> Mindy comes up and does the exact same thing. And it's just, you know that they're, like, coming up because, like, you know what their cars are. Also, Adam Driver in a convertible smart car is everything. <laughs> I also love so much when later Tilda Swinton asks to borrow his car and he says, oh, yeah, sure, and hands him his keys. To which he has a Star Destroyer attached. And she's like, Star Wars, that's excellent fiction. <laughs> awesome. Oh my gosh. Also, when she's driving it, and she's like, what a wonderful machine. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably talk about Tilda Swinton, who, as I have said to Katie before we got on this podcast, she is just like, without her, this movie is a like witty, Wes Anderson-esque zombie film that um is like slightly philosophical a little like indie um 
and unusual and just fun. Tilda Swinton is like the chaos factor. She is just complete chaos. There is no rhyme or reason to her appearance in this movie. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but I, so what? Okay, so the first time I watched this, I missed the first 30 minutes. I didn't realize how important the first 30 minutes would be in putting together that Tilda Swinton was, there is a, I don't want to bring it up right now, <laughs> but there, the ending with Tilda Swinton is very important. And so she is doing the makeup for two clients. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> where she has this picture, like this reference picture. And normally with a reference picture, it would be like every day, right, right. but like you want it to look natural. It's like bl- like bright blue. David Bowie. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's so good. And so she's like basically doing David Bowie makeup on both this husband and wife. And it's, it's like the first time you're like, hmm, something's off about her that she doesn't realize. And she's like so proud of the makeup that she had done for them. And even before that, I think it's in the first like maybe 10 minutes in the movie, the two women that are at the diner that are about to be murdered are talking about Tilda Swinton. <laughs> and she's got, um, a, she's got a golden Buddha and samurai swords. And she like Kill Bill style practices. She's she's just Kill Billing it up, and also Scottish. Yeah, doesn't. I mean, who knows? But also, like when the zombies come, she is so efficient at getting rid of them (laughs) that I feel like really it's up to her to just like exterminate them from the entire town because like Adam Driver has a machete and it's taking him like four or five swings to like. (laughs) get the head off and everyone was like oh like bill murray's like oh yeah you played basically minor league baseball right and he's like yeah just tri- just just single leg. <laughs> and he is he's like the most prepared out of everyone and i feel like tilda swinton could have just completely gotten rid of this problem she for probably everyone. could have saved them all honestly yeah she really could have that feels a little like a dick move to just be like peace <laughs> But like a little. I also wonder, since everything is so messed up, do we think that even though there's zombies, like the world is like ending, like the planet is just going to like completely fall off its axis and just like roll? (laughs) That's what the kid says, right? In the juvie center, which also is like a completely random part of this Also, it doesn't show how they end up. Like they're just like no. I know a place you can hide, and that's the last time we see but the them. The kid is like, uh, "Yeah, this is how the world ends," or something like that. So I don't think it's gonna be good. That might be why she was like, "Peace." Yeah. <laughs> I have some questions that, like, whereas I feel like normally when I have questions like this, it's to make fun of the movie, but this is just to illustrate how hilarious this movie is. Uh, my first question is, there's a whole scene where it's like, the first couple of zombies that wake up are like pretty recent. The second level of zombies are like all 19th century zombies. And my question is, wouldn't they be completely decomposed by now? Like, where are these semi like decent looking bodies coming from? You know? I mean, I wonder if, or, or. 
We're in the middle of nowhere. So that was only 50 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just a, a family who hasn't updated the Amish. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, we have Selena Gomez and it's Austin Butler. And I don't know who the other actor is. But Austin, I don't know if it's Austin Butler or the other guy. It's Jack and Zach are their names, which I think is hilarious. And I didn't realize it the first time I watched this movie. And I thought she was just like interchangeably calling them like, because it doesn't matter. They're like the same lackey. But so they're in from out of town. And the people that are like the hotel manager and Bill Murray and Adam Driver are talking about how like, oh, they're in from the big city. And the hotel manager is like, oh, yeah, probably like Philadelphia. And Adam Driver is like, well, their plates say Ohio. Pittsburgh. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's Pittsburgh. worse than, yeah. <laughs> so I feel like that's what we're working with here. Because those aren't huge metropolitan cities. Well, that would also explain why all the zombies are wearing the wildest things when they come out of their graves. Like, don't you feel like most people get buried in their Sunday best? But these people are coming out in, like, motorcycle outfits. And, like, there's a whole team of football players that look like they were buried in their football uniforms and helmets. I just have questions about the burial practices. <laughs> well, you know, and then there's Tilda Swinton. So maybe this is tradition. Yeah, she, she's just going to bury these this very, like, vanilla-looking mom and dad in Bowie makeup. Oh, I feel like... <laughs> Anything can, I mean, she's new, so who knows? But I, I mean, maybe it's also one of those things. Um, the movie that comes to mind with um, morticians <laughs> doing the makeup is Drop Dead Gorgeous <laughs> when the teenager is doing the makeup yes. of these people. And I feel like it might just be one of, and it's like small town, Minnesota. I feel like it might be one of those things that it's like they're buried in what you remember them by. Okay. Yeah. Like, oh, also, what happened that an entire football team died? Maybe that's the bigger <laughs> question. Do we think they like like bus like careened off of a hill and it just like accidentally buried itself and that like that was their grave? That could be. That's a that's a very practical solution to the question. Also, slightly dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also. There's a completely unexplained statement where Adam Driver and Bill Murray are walking around in the cemetery and Adam Driver says, why are all the kids buried together? And Bill Murray like gives them a history lesson about why they were buried together. And he just says, well, that seems like a bad idea. I was like, are there going to be, is there going to be a tiny mob of children zombies? No. There just were. completely unexplained. <laughs> um, at the, the shop that had all the oh, candy the and the toys and stuff. They were all there. I mean, I think that's true. Yeah. And they weren't particularly bad, though. Like, like Ronnie made it sound like something extra bad was going to happen. Like all pet the children cemetery, but together. just with children. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I feel like, you know, you don't want anyone to come back. But I feel like maybe people who are two and a half feet tall are easier to just, like, fight. <laughs> Alternatively, your worst nightmare. <laughs> Chucky did not do good things for me. It's a child. Um, yeah, I feel like it's just, it's so wild. It's so good. Like, this is one of those movies that I watched and I thought, oh, this is really good. And then I realized I haven't watched it in two years. And I feel like that is 
a huge mistake on this my part. This is definitely peak Halloween movie. Like, this will probably make it into my annual rotation for sure. Which, like, and Ian had seen it before, and I was, he didn't tell me. I was like, yeah, we're talking about this movie that was by the same guy who did Only Lovers Left Alive, which we had watched recently, not that long ago, which is redundant. It's a redundant thing to say. <laughs> um, but he was like, he was interested by that. And then I explained the premise of the movie and he was like, oh, yeah, I watched that without you this one time. And it's amazing. Like, I, you're going to love it. And he just, he just kept that from me. That's all I have to yeah, say. I think so, too. Okay, what about the part where Bill Murray is like, I should have retired two years ago. <laughs> and, then, and he's like, I think you know why. And Adam Driver says, I know why. Silence. No reason. Except for like, he couldn't retire because the script said he couldn't <laughs> retire. <laughs> I also just feel like if it's one of those, like, he's obviously not married because he doesn't like run home and try and like save like a wife he probably doesn't have any kids like maybe it's just where you know this is all he has maybe that's why or the script okay (laughs) or the the script is all anyone has maybe that's the deeper philosophical statement i mean i'm almost 100 percent. i want to save that conversation because i do think that there's something crazy going on but um can you explain tom wade's character to me (laughs) oh my god I freaking love Hermit Bob. (laughs) The movie starts and Farmer Frank is missing chickens and thinks it's Hermit Bob. So he sends Bill Murray and Adam Driver out to like go see if he has the chickens. And he's like in the the forest, the middle of nowhere. And Bill Murray apparently grew up with Hermit Bob. And so he... I think they said, he said like they started like, like fifth grade together or something. So he's not really afraid of Hermit Bob. And he also thinks Farmer Frank's an asshole. (laughs) So like, he's not really concerned. But Adam Driver is like, he's got a shotgun on his arm. He's like ready to defend himself. And then Hermit Bob is like, he's like hiding in the woods and like getting ready to like shoot them with a gun. It's just, it's a thing. Um, but then it just resolves and and then he's like watching them in binoculars and Adam Driver just keeps like turning around to like see what like like what he's up to. And then Bill Murray just is like walking to the car totally fine. But I feel like he's just I mean, he's obviously like the narrator of this movie and he just pops from place the to place. He says, I know it, it's <laughs> so good. OK, so like the end of this movie it's where bill murray and adam driver are basically in the cemetery trying to just kill all the zombies and there's like a fight scene and tom waits otherwise known as hermit bob has a voiceover that it makes possibly if there wasn't tilda swinton in this movie this would still make the movie for me because it's like overly dramatic like, he's like, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. And then they're like, a zombie head explodes. And you just, and then he's like, reanimated and all jacked up. And it's just like the most ridiculous things. And I feel like it's, so this movie made me think of a Wes Anderson movie because it's like, I feel like Wes Anderson movies, it's like, 
really sad thing, but then it's like really funny, and so you don't realize like how sad it is. Yep. <laughs> and so you know, just like really dark humor, which I'm here what for. What about when he finds the copy of Moby Dick in the forest, and he's like, "Oh look, it's Melville." And he says, these are the miseries of the numberless multitudes. <laughs> and continues on. I feel like it's one of those things that it's like, we're pretending this movie has depth. And like, we're, we're talking about the human condition. But really, we're just like, laughing. <laughs> like, I don't know. Laughing while the world burns. <laughs> Which I feel He like... is the only one who survives the movie. Which probably says something to like... Um, we don't see them. Question yeah. mark. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I'm just thinking like if you pair the, the, the guy, the UPS driver who says, pay attention to the world. The world is perfect. Pay attention to the details with Tom Waits. Then of the two of them, Tom Waits is the one that survives. I don't know. I feel like there's wisdom to the other perspective too, though, right? But also, I feel like it's where Hermit Bob has been living away from society for probably at least 50 years. Like, he has no close friends. He seemingly has no family. He might survive the zombie apocalypse, but, like, at what cost? Like, he's had a shitty 50 years to be able to, like, do that. And I feel like the UPS guy... He seems to really enjoy life. Like, and maybe it's where, like, the 30 years that he has is a better 30 years than however many extra years Hermit Bob gets. That's great. I like that. That is a hopeful cast on the I refuse to be bogged down (laughs) with negative thoughts after watching this movie because I love it. And I don't, I can't watch sad movies over and over again without feeling feelings that I don't want to feel. Like today's episode? We'd love if you left us a review and followed us on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Substack. Link is in the show notes. Thanks and hope you enjoyed the show. Also, Mindy breaks down. Mindy is, okay, so in Alien... In the behind the scenes, the one female character, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't remember her name, she wanted to be like, I am what the audience would like, how they would react. Yeah. And I feel like Mindy is actually how the audience would react in this because <laughs> Adam Driver just like instantly knows that it's zombies. Like at the diner, Bill Murray is like, what do you think it is? And he's like, zombies. Zombies. Ghouls. <laughs> the undead. Like, how do you know that? And he's like, you know. And then he's like the, he is the Yoda for taking on zombies, pretty much for almost (laughs) everyone that he comes in contact with. And Mindy just, she's in the cemetery. She sees her grandma as a zombie and like the grandma is like calling out to her and she's just done. She can't take the, um, so when they, they, they describe them as hipsters, the people from the big town, um, we go to their hotel room and they're dead. They have been eaten by zombies. And so Adam Driver decapitates all of them. And Mindy is like, <laughs> you didn't have to do that. They were just dead. They weren't zombies. <laughs> and um, he was like, well, they were going to turn into as he's holding Selena Gomez's head up by the ponytail. Um, <laughs> and, uh, one of my favorite quotes in the movie, Mindy's freaking out. 
and Bill Murray says, now they're just dead hipsters from Cleveland. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, I think it's so funny because like, I feel like this is one of those movies that when I try to just like tell people quotes, it's like, oh, like that's, you know, that's nice. It's deadpan. Yeah. It's so funny though. And it probably shouldn't be because it's, it's dark and there's a lot of death, but it's it's so funny. But also the lyrics to the song are like really like peaceful and happy. Finding out that the song was made for the movie, like it makes sense because the whole movie is based on the song. <laughs> but that Sturgill Simpson is not from the forties and is only in his forties <laughs> was possibly the most shocking piece of information I have learned all year. And so he's starting to like do acting too. And you know the like the Osage murders? He's he's gonna be in that. Like he's gonna be in all these things. And it's just look at him go. And his real name really is Sturgill. That's amazing. I love that someone named their child Sturgill, <laughs> which is like a, a, a combination of Sturgis and like Virgil. <laughs> <laughs> um I think he also won a Grammy. Yeah, he's won a Grammy. Well, there you go. The lyrics are actually quite depressing. It goes, Oh, the dead don't die any more than you or I. They're just ghosts inside a dream of a life that we don't own. They walk around us all the time, never paying any mind to the silly lives we lead or the reaping we've all sown. There's a cup of coffee waiting on every corner. Someday we're going to wake up and find the corners gone. But the dead will still be walking around in this old world alone. Afterlife is over. The afterlife goes on. There'll be old friends walking around in a somewhat familiar town that you saw once when you looked up from your phone. Nobody bothers to say hi. You can save all your goodbyes. Stop trying to pretend that we're all not at home. And the streets will look so empty in the morning. There'll be no one out at night for the lights to shine down on. But the dead will still be walking around in this old world alone. Afterlife is over. The afterlife goes on. Etc. So basically, it's like talking about how we're all already dead, yeah. which that's how the movie ends, right? Everyone is dead. Everyone is already a zombie. Yeah. He went on the like rant about like wanting basically the like comforts of life and stuff and being more focused on that than like what's going on. So it really is live. So like both Tom Waits is right, but then also Riza is right in saying that you should just like pay attention, live while you are alive. Yeah. I think that's probably the theme of this movie. That would make sense. (laughs) I just feel like I don't want to go live. I'm not one for camping in general. (laughs) I'm very much an indoor kid. (laughs) But I've always said, like, if I'm in a horror movie or the zombie apocalypse, I wouldn't be one of the first to go. I don't want to know what's going on and live in fear. (laughs) I just want to, like, I want to be that person that you're like, oh, my God, what's happening? Dead. Like, <laughs> you, you have, like, you don't have to worry about, like, The Walking Dead. That is my nightmare. I don't want to live for however many years after, like, what, 15 seasons after the zombie apocalypse? <laughs> like, I, I'm just not going to be someone who thrives in that situation. That's fair. That's actually, we should probably actually talk about how we would go about handling the, the zombie apocalypse. You've given your answer, but, like, if you were tasked with surviving what how would you go about doing so i feel like we need to be honest here you're not allowed to just like walk out and die well one 
Um, if school taught me anything, it's I'm very good at using a shotgun. <laughs> so I feel like you've told me that you are too. So I feel like that would be good. <laughs> but I am someone who, like, I will go into the sun and like 15 minutes later, I have a visible sunburn. <laughs> so I feel like I, even if I wasn't dying from like a zombie, I would die of skin cancer in like two to three years. Just like, wandering around max. outside. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's one of those. I just don't know if I'd want to live in zombie apocalypse times. Like when you're like scavenging for food and like, yeah, it just makes me think of zombie land when all. <laughs> oh, my God. What's his name? Um, Woody Harrelson. What? Yes. When all Woody Harrelson wants is a Twinkie. That's like his big arc <laughs> in this movie. That's that like maybe maybe a slightly smaller arc than like being cool with having a family again. <laughs> but I just I don't know. I just don't know. I would miss my bed and probably my dog. And <laughs> I feel like, yeah, that's yeah. real. Um, I don't know. I don't. I just. I really. Huh. Well, okay. How would you survive? What's your zombie apocalypse plan? You do more camping than I do. I don't know that it would be... Well, no, I couldn't do that for very long. At a certain point, I just want to shower and I'd get grumpy. (laughs) If I could do anything, I would probably find a very deep, very safe, very secret bunker that was also like a library of movies and books and just glut myself on media till the end of time. But as I think about it, I also have really bad seasonal affective disorder. And so if it was a bunker, I would probably be depressed all the time. So I don't know if there's any winning. I'd need like a giant sunroof, but then the zombies would get in. (laughs) But also then it's like, I mean, are you just going to be in a dark hole? Because I would imagine that electricity, like the the power grid's probably going to go out. And even if you have a generator. You're right. Like those have to be outside. Because I think they put out, like, carbon monoxide. So, like, I feel like someone could, like, steal it or the zombies would attack it. So you're just inside. You probably only have, like, so many, like, candles and stuff for, like, light. And so you're just, like, in the dark, chilling by yourself with your canned food. You're right. I just... It's not a great situation. As someone who gets anxious going to the grocery store now, (laughs) I feel like I would not thrive in this situation. I don't know. I mean, I also wonder, like, if you're in the middle of nowhere, how many zombies do you think you're running into, like, on a daily basis? That's a great question. If it's all the dead people that ever died being raised from the dead. And that's, like, a lot. You're severely outnumbered. But I feel like you're right. I feel like it could only be people that physically have a body. Right? I think so. But I, I also wonder... Do we think, I don't, I don't actually think that it would be, okay, zombie theory from Katie. Um, you're welcome, people. <laughs> I, I would imagine that if we have a real zombie apocalypse, it wouldn't be like the people who had been buried dead rising. It would be like you get bit by a zombie. You turn, like it would, I would imagine that we would be playing with like Shaun of the Dead rules. Like you, you get bit or like if um like you get kind of like partially eaten, then you like rise back from the dead. Kind of like, like a vampire situation. How do they get out of their coffins? 
you'd be hearing them rattling around in their coffins long enough to, you know, put put an end to that. <laughs> maybe there's like there was a big termite problem. Like maybe it was like a big termite problem like a hundred years ago, and then that's why it's only the old people that really show up. I just feel like we cremate so many people these days. How many could there really actually Honestly, be? Honestly, you know? I feel like you're really like selling cremation to me right now so that I like for <laughs> sure am not coming back and eating brains. <laughs> like 100% off the table. That's fair. I wouldn't. Nobody wants that. I feel like there's some people that would thrive in that situation. It's all the people that you wouldn't want to actually survive though, don't yeah, you think? Yeah, I don't want to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I also don't have any real, like, zombie apocalypse skills. Like, if there's no computers, I have nothing to offer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Word. Same. <laughs> okay, so what have we not talked about? We have not revealed the ending to oh. Tilda Swinton's character, which is really the biggest shocker of this whole movie. There is no... Like, it's almost worth not saying, just in case people haven't watched it. It's shocking. Okay, I feel like that's fair. But if you have watched it, oh my God, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's so random. It's amazing. <laughs> and even it's after the line where Bill Murray and Adam Driver are talking about reading the script. And Bill Murray's like, was that in the script? And Adam Driver's like, no, not the one I read. <laughs> it's so good. Just the shock on their faces. Um. I just, it's so good. And it's one of those things that once I watched it a second time, I was like, oh, I, I could have seen this coming. But you just miss it the first time around. <laughs> and I didn't think that it would end the, like, I thought it would be where she would, like, help save the day or something. I didn't realize she'd be like, yep. and I'm out. Mm-hmm. Peace. Yeah. No, it's uh, Tom Waits is really, and the children that we don't know about. But nobody's headed for any good. This is not a, a world that is savable, as far as I can tell. No. So it's where, like, the radio goes out. Basically, all technology, like, watches stop working. I mean, you are, you are going to basically be pre-technology when things are over. So I feel like town weights will be fine and everyone else will be not fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if, he, if we're supposed to think that he has a good life or not. He is living in the moment, and he's not distracted by his phone, like the song says. But um, he doesn't have any friends. But he didn't before. So what, what's really the difference? I would imagine for him, food's easier to get, because all of Farmer Frank's cattle and chickens ran into the forest. So he, he's got chickens and cows now. He's set. Yeah. So did he choose the better path, or... Did Bill Murray and Adam Driver choose the better path by, like, they, like, go out in a blaze of glory and they're like, we're going to try our best. It's not going to go well, but we're going to do it. Like, should they have just partnered up with Tom Hanks? 100%. I mean, I feel like they they knew it wasn't going to end well because of the script, obviously. But I feel like it seemed silly to just, like, really what they killed, like, what, maybe 20 zombies? I feel like just 20 zombies really matter in the scheme of... It seems like there's a lot more than 20. Maybe that's the point. Maybe the point is don't follow the script. Tilda Swinton didn't follow the <laughs> script. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, 
Tilda. This mo- she's so good in this movie. <laughs> Just a true, true legend she, of our times. So Mindy's first name is Minerva, and we find that out because Tilda Swinton calls everyone by their full title, first name, and last name. <laughs> it's so good. She also wants to know if Mindy and Adam Driver are seeing each other, because if not, she she's... Um, <laughs> Mindy's like, why do you want to know? And she's like, just gathering local information. (laughs) And then like leaves. She wanted (laughs) to get at Adam Driver, which is not shocking. I mean, like, um, (laughs) she referred to him as the attractive one when Mindy was trying to figure out if Tilda Swinton was talking about Adam Driver or Bill Murray. (laughs) Honestly, you know, I feel like, I don't know if Bill Murray has ever been... Like, I think, feel like he's really funny, but I've never been even, like... The attractive one. Yeah. <laughs> like, let me get at that. <laughs> Poor Bill Murray. But I feel like he's done fine. <laughs> also, the joy that Bill Murray had on his face when he got to kill Farmer Frank was unmatched. <laughs> um, but it was, like, right after he, like, couldn't kill... Um, oh, Danny, Danny Glover, Glover, yeah. And then he was horrified... When Adam Driver killed the guy that, like, manned the general store situation. Yep. Um, I think at that point, Bill Murray was, like, ready to be done. And then he got to kill Farmer Frank. So there's, like, one, <laughs> one little boost. And then, and then pretty much done. <laughs> also, I loved when the hotel manager... The hotel manager has two cats, I, I think two, and he hasn't been able to find them. And one of the big things with this is that just all the animals have disappeared. We don't know where they went. And so he's out in the parking lot trying to find his cats. And one of the zombies is saying free cable. And the hotel manager turns around and is like, yeah, That's we have. And then it's like, Brah. and then he's, he's, he's done. <laughs> But I just love that he thought someone was so excited about free cable that that's why they were going to stay at the hotel (laughs) in this town of less than 800 people. So much like the town has so few people in it that when the one diner is closed, there's nowhere else to get (laughs) food. Except for the vending machine. machine. (laughs) I just think it's so funny that they even, I mean, it's amazing that they even have a place to stay. Like, you would think that it'd be in a slightly bigger town, but apparently not. Also, we haven't talked about the fact that Tilda Swinton's name in this movie is Zelda. (laughs) And the two women at the beginning are talking, like, the woman that is the waitress at the diner is like, Zelda, what kind of name is that? And the other one was like, I kind of like it. And um, she says... That it's like Zelda Fitzgerald, and <laughs> and then yeah. they're like she's they're like going down the <laughs> circle. Or then the waitress is like, "Who's that?" And she's like, "The husband of Great Gatsby." And then like, who's that? And then like, yeah. the guy that like um ha- like drank a lot in the twenties or whatever. And like, oh, okay. <laughs> and it's just completely <laughs> over. But it's just so funny. I feel like the video game. I know. I love that they went for Zelda Fitzgerald instead of Legend of... (laughs) (laughs) Instead of the possibly more famous Zelda. But there are a ton of references. Like, the guy at the gas station, I feel like, embodies a bit of the director's personality. Also, who we want to be. Who references movies (laughs) all the time. Yeah, yes. (laughs) Our goal. 
This is the end goal of the podcast. To open a small junk shop and sell gas. <laughs> I, I and just memorabilia. Meant, oh, he just like constant movie references. And then right. yeah. <laughs> Selena Gomez was like, you know a lot about movies. And he's like, yeah. Like, that, that's. Or, or, I yeah, think she says, like, like, thank you. Your film knowledge is impressive. I'm like, no one talks like that. Like, especially not when you're yeah. here early 20s but sure yeah her character is random i know her character seems so nice and then austin butler is such a dick in this movie and (laughs) the other guy is like less so but she's just like they're both terrible and she just seems so lovely i'm like what do you see in them also she's driving around i think it's like isn't it like a 1969 like yeah pontiac yeah where did you get this car like you don't seem to know a huge amount of cars other than the fact that oh we need to get gas oh also i love that the whole so adam driver's advice for this and um the guy that works in the general store who has the film knowledge um he's seen every zombie movie so he was ready for this but their advice is just kill him in the head (laughs) If you want him dead, kill the head or like something like that. <laughs> um, and so one of the like most precious moments in this movie that really shouldn't be precious, but it is, is the guy that runs the general store, who's probably like low twenties, and um Danny Glover are together in the hardware store. Like they've kind of like holed up there and the zombies are breaking in and Danny Glover gets one in the head. And um, he, he yells, I killed it in the head. He's so proud of himself. It's so precious. And also, it's murder. <laughs> That's all I have. Yeah, it's pretty. That was, it's just all around good. There's no complaints. 10 out of 10. I'm so glad that you like this movie. Every time I suggest a movie that you haven't seen, I, <laughs> like, I hope she likes it as much as I do because I feel like sitting through complete success (laughs) sitting through an hour and a half movie and then doing research and then talking about it for two more (laughs) hours and then editing it for like five hours is a lot if you're not really into the movie you haven't suggested anything bad the only one i'll never watch again is sorcerer's apprentice but that's just because i'm traumatized (laughs) it's only because we watched it about 42 more times than we needed to oh did you know that the director was born in Ohio. I did. I looked him up. Did you know that he went, like, started going gray in high school? And now he just has white hair. And he's, like, looked the same for a long time. I watched an interview that he did for IU about filmmaking. Oh, uh, When I was trying to figure out how to pronounce his last name. (sighs) Okay. Um, Do you have any last thoughts on this movie? 10 out of 10. Loved it. Probably my new favorite Halloween movie. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm glad we watched this instead of Shaun of the Dead. I feel <laughs> like that too. movie is good, but this movie's batshit crazy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what are your suggestions if people like this? Well, obviously... As you already said, Shaun of the Dead and its companion piece, Hot Fuzz, which was my introduction to that world, which I really love. Um, but like, I have to 
admit I'll let you handle some of the more comedic materials. I've already said this reminds me a lot of Wes Anderson, and I'm sure you'll go into more depth about that too. But I am thinking more along the lines of more serious zombie movies, because that is, for for whatever reason, I'm more acquainted with that. Like uh, 21 Days Later, I Am Legend, The Walking Dead. Oh, all movies <laughs> and shows I ha- either haven't seen or haven't willingly seen. <laughs> Cormac McCarthy's The Road. Which I haven't seen the Viggo Mortensen movie, but the book is great. So that's my zombie. If you would prefer to watch a serious zombie movie, which like I don't, I don't know why you would. This is amazing. But um, those are all great. Okay, so I love that you knew I was gonna go comedy without us even talking about it <laughs> because I went Zombieland one and two, <laughs> and um, I also think. The Man Who Knew Too Little with Bill Murray. Okay. I feel like his character in that is kind of like similar to this. I just, I think it's, if you think this is funny, I feel like that that's like kind of similar. Or if you like Bill Murray's character in this. I also think it kind of reminded me of a more subdued version of the TV show Angie Tribeca, um, which I think I've brought this up before. <laughs> But it's one of those shows that it's like, it's like the humor in this to like an nth degree and then take away the, I, I just, I can't explain it. I feel like you're just going to have, it's Rashida Jones. Um, I think it's one of the things that she did after Parks and Rec. It, it's ridiculous in the best way. Um, I think Steve Carell either produced it or, oh wow, like he's, he's involved, but not in it. It's it's quite good. Okay. Um, like we talked about, I feel like this is I texted Emily and I was like, yes. Um, so this is a Wes Anderson horror film that <laughs> is just less aesthetic. <laughs> so I feel like that it it's just got that vibe. So I feel like if you want much prettier, less murder, most of the same characters. Sometimes less murder, sometimes not. Well, I feel like <laughs> Other than the Grand Budapest. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. I don't think there's a ton of murder. There is murder, though. Murder most foul? <laughs> <laughs> but but I feel like less than everyone in this movie dies. And I feel like there's no Wes Anderson movie <laughs> Fair. where there's only Fair. four yeah, characters left standing. Um, I also We also talked about, it kind of reminded us of the Coen brothers. Just like dark humor. Yeah. So you might be interested in that. So we recorded the last episode on Saturday. Hours ago. <laughs> this is Wednesday. So the last time, the last episode we recorded, it was like two and a half weeks of stuff. And we, we had quite a few things that we had been watching. And then I was telling Emily today, I was like watching stuff. So I had stuff to talk about. But okay. So um, <laughs> what do you have this week, Emily? Okay. So I started rewatching Mozart in the Jungle because I'm going through something of a Gil Garcia Bernal renaissance. Um, so I've seen it before, but I love it so, so much. And just, oh, and like I was immediately so filled with joy to be back in that world when I watched the first episode. It's so good. Other than that, I, so it, this is kind of an oddball one, but like you said, we're kind of digging deep. But uh, my brother-in-law's birthday party was a couple nights ago. 
and he got a new he's a board game guru like he he loves loves board games and he got a new one called catacombs oh yeah 100 (laughs) percent. so the great thing about catacombs it's like a giant adult version of tiddlywinks i don't even know what tiddlywinks is you like where you have the little like um coin thing like and you just like flip them anyway (laughs) it's for those that you know what tiddlywinks is If For those not, don't worry winks connoisseurs. <laughs> um, you, it's not like it sort of has strategy, but it's like actually manipulable. Like it, the, you, winning depends on being able to flick pieces into each other. Like you have a wooden piece, and you like have to attack another wooden piece by like flicking it with your fingers. And like if you miss, you lose, and if you hit it, you win. Oh wow! So it's like an an extended party game that doesn't require a ton of like thinking power just dexterity <laughs> both things i don't feel like i have <laughs> anyway, it was a ton fun. of so that's uh that is what's new in emily world it's not much okay <laughs> um so after we recorded emily last week had watched werewolf by night and so i watched it and i am obsessed so yes. obsessed it's so good I, since i had already seen this movie i think that is the new movie that's getting added to my halloween roundup every year i love that it was in black and white yeah it's so good i also watched the second venom movie which is venom let there be carnage i watched the first one a couple weeks ago um so my mom was telling me she was home alone for like a night and she watched the tv show so help me todd that just came out um and so i watched there's like three episodes of that out and so i watched that um and that was uh, surprisingly cute. Uh, kind of uncomfortable. And as someone who gets like secondhand embarrassment, I had to like pause and like do some deep breaths and then keep going. <laughs> but it was fine. I started rewatching Prodigal Son, which I am obsessed with. Okay. Um, and I still haven't watched like the second half of the second season. I, I refuse to end shows. So like if I have a really bad day one day, I can just like watch almost a whole season of Psych and like three movies. <laughs> That I haven't bothered to watch yet. <laughs> but yeah, and then I'm still listening to Crime and Sports and obsessively. Um, <laughs> like I watched or listened to the Tanya Harding episode and then the Dennis Rodman episode and I'm on the Scotty Pippen episode right now. Floyd Mayweather, I listened to that episode. Also, all of these are like at least two and a half hours, almost three hours long. And I'm wow. just this work this week has been crazy and i need to listen to like podcasts while i work and so we are just on a roll friday night instead of doing anything i just listen to podcasts <laughs> the cool cat that i am but yeah it's it's really interesting um and also i feel like i have no background in sports <laughs> um other than yeah the 96 Bulls were when we were in kindergarten, and my family are <laughs> Bulls fans. So I, like, remember that, and we had, um, we had, like, I think, like, a calendar or something that had the Bulls on it. It's something. Because, I, I mean, I didn't watch the games because I didn't really care about basketball, but, yeah. The extent of my Bulls knowledge kind of is only Space Jam. As it should be. I feel like that's also a huge part of my Bulls knowledge. So a fantastic performance by Bill Murray. Oh, Bill Murray. Be still my heart. <laughs> um, I feel like 
he just he's also we're both Cubs fans. He is also a Cubs fan, and so he'll sing um the take me out to the ball game and just like show up for stuff sometimes. <laughs> Amazing. So I had uh I've consumed more in the past what four days than I thought I was going to. That's truly that's prodigious. That's that's procrastination. That's I think that's what you mean. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Truly Random Thoughts. If you enjoyed the show, we would be so grateful if you took a moment to review the podcast to help us spread the word. Also, be sure to subscribe to our Substack feed to get notified about new episodes and other fun Truly Random extras. We'll be back soon with another unexpected conversation. Who knows what we'll say next? <laughs>